Hey, this is Pastor John Ryan Cantu from Numa Church in Houston, Texas. Thank you for listening to the message today. I hope that it blesses you and all those that you share it with. God bless you. How y'all feeling this morning? Y'all sure? Y'all feel rested this morning? Y'all need that, uh, that extra hour? Amen. Um, God, is, God is good. I'm, I'm looking forward to longer days. Amen. Where the sun is out long like, it, like it's supposed to be. And uh, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. You know, I, I hate when, when I do like having that extra hour, you know, when we, when, we, when we switch the time again. But, man, when it gets dark like at 530, uh, I'm ready for bed. So um, glory to God. He's good. Amen. All the time, our God is good, right? Has he been good to you this week? Has he been good to you? Come on. I, I, did he wake you up this morning? Did he, did he put breath in your lungs this morning? Did he put food on the table this week? God is good, man. God is good. And I know that it's hard to say that in moments and seasons where it feels like he isn't good because life isn't good. Look, life is not God. God is God. God is above all the bad, all the junk, all the mess that you might be going through. And so when we're looking at life, it's, it's like a cloud, right? God is the sky. God is the sun. And we're looking at the cloud. We can't get past it. But you have to know that there is something beyond those clouds this morning. There is a God who loves you. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't ready. Y'all ain't ready. Amen. I want you to, to turn with me to the book of Jonah. We're going to read from the book of Jonah this morning. This it's a, it's a short story. If you've read it, it's only four chapters long. We're not going to read four chapters. Don't worry. Um, but I do want to cover part of his story today. And I, I'm going to ask for your your undivided attention this morning because God wants to speak. And if you're watching online, I know that that might be a little bit harder for you to do, but I'm going to ask for your undivided attention this morning. And then if you see someone or you don't see someone that you normally see uh, today, I want you to reach out to them and I want you to, to share this, this word with them because God, God wants to say something this morning. I believe that we have a lot of Jonas in our generation. And what I mean by that is that we have men and women of God who say they want to be used by God, who say, God, use me, I am ready. But then they have certain reservations as to what God calls them to do, where he sends them, and who he sends them to minister to. These are, these are men and women of God who, who say they're all in, who say, God, I surrender, but at a certain threshold, all of that goes out the window. And the problem with that is that when God calls you, he's not always going to call you to where you want to go. Someone say amen to that if you believe it. God will call you, but not always to where you want to go. He won't always call you to what you want to do. And he might call you to minister or speak to some people who you don't like, who you don't want to minister to. I always, I, I poke fun at Alexa, um, and I, I, I say this with no disrespect. I'm just trying to make a point, um, and she's not here this morning, so I feel a little bit more safe. But, uh, so, so we have, we have a, a nonprofit, you know, we have, uh, the Go Movement, and, and prior to 2020, we were doing uh, 
a good amount of work in, in Tanzania and we're, we're still making progress. We, we've built the actual building for where we're going to have uh, our school. Um, but before that, we would, you know, we would do different trips. We went to El Salvador one year. We went to India another year. Really impoverished parts of the world um, uh, where, where, where people need, you know, they need help. And I made fun of Alexa one year because she said she was going on a mission trip. And I said, I said, where are you going? <laughs> and she said, Paris. And uh, I, I don't doubt the work that they did in Paris. Uh, they need, you know, they need Jesus too. Um, but I, I just, I kind of, I kind of made fun of her. I was like, man, I wish we could go to Paris, you know. <laughs> I wish, I wish God would call me to Fiji, right, or someplace like that, right. And sometimes He will. Right? Because those people aren't excluded from needing God. But my point is that sometimes God is going to call us to other places that we don't want to go. And so this was, this was Jonah. And uh, I believe that, that many of today's men and women of God resemble Jonah. More so than they resemble Samuel. More so than David. More so than Nathan. More so than Haggai or Hosea who was told to, to go marry a prostitute, right? We resemble more of Jonah because we want to tell God where he can and cannot use us. So we say yes to God, but then we say, hold on, but I have some stipulations. Let's go over this first. Now, there's no doubt that Jonah was a man of God. He was a man of God. He was a servant of God. He was the prophet of God. But, but while Jonah may have said yes to his calling, I want you to listen to this. While Jonah may have said yes to his calling, he ran away from his task. And man, we, we know how to talk about calling, man. Uh, pastors everywhere, we have, I, I, have, I can search the archives on, on, on messages about you know, calling and about purpose and you know, about holding on to what God said and saying yes to God, even though you don't want to and because you're, you're uncertain of how the future might look. But, but we always forget that within the calling, there are tasks, there are assignments that we don't always want to say yes to. So this morning, I entitled my sermon, Beyond the Calling. I want you to say that with me this morning so I know that you're paying attention. Beyond the Calling. Beyond the, amen. So you might have already said yes to the calling, but have you said yes to the task. Have you said yes to the calling within the calling? So I want to I want to read a little bit this morning. Uh, Jonah chapter one. We're going to begin with verse one. It says this. It says the word of the Lord came to Jonah. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it because its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and he headed for Tarshish and he went down to Joppa where he found a ship bound for that port and after paying the fare he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord amen why don't we pray this morning heavenly father I pray father God that that you speak this word into somebody's life right now father right now father God I pray that I pray that all the walls come down Lord all the guards come down, Father God. All the reservations come down, my God. All the distractions, my God, are put to the side right now to focus on what you have for us this morning, Father. Holy Spirit, I pray that this word may increase, my God, in our heart, Father God, that, that uh, we may take it to heart, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. <clears throat> amen. So the story of Jonah, it, it begins kind of on the backdrop of, uh, of his calling. Jonah is a, he's a prophet. He is, I think to better describe Jonah's position, we could say that he was a preacher. 
um, because the, that word prophet in both the, the Hebrew and the Greek, it doesn't always, it doesn't necessarily mean someone who is foretelling or speaking the future, right? It's, it, it's someone who is speaking on behalf of God. So it could be, uh, it could be a preacher, right? And so that was Jonah. Jonah was a preacher and he's preached before. He's been used by God before. He said yes to the calling that God had over his life. In the book of Kings, it talks about Jonah, about his work on how God used him uh, to, to, to deliver his own people. So this was a man who has said yes to the calling of God and he was operating in God's will. And that's the first big step is getting someone to say yes to God, getting someone to say, God, I am here, send me, use me, whatever it is that you have. And, and I think that a lot of us here at our church in our ministry, we have a lot of people that are living out their callings. Amen. I mean, I, I, I can say I'm living out my calling. Praise God. I, I, I can say that I am, I'm living out in this season where, where God has placed me. I know, I know that Pastor Danny and Maritza are, are doing the same. Uh, two years ago, I sat down with them. And uh, just to kind of share the, the, traject, uh, the trajectory of, of where you know, our, our church was, was going. My, my, my parents were going to step down officially. They were going to retire. And uh, I, I still wanted there to be someone to work with, within our Spanish ministry hands-on. And, you know, God had put uh, them in, in my heart. I thought they, would, I thought they were meant for that. And, and so we had them over and we, we, we spoke, we spoke it to them. And, and, uh, you know, I, I know I've known Pastor Danny for, for a long time, many, many years. Um, and I, I know, I know what God has spoken over him. He shared it with me. And so, um, I know that this kind of fell in line with where, uh, where God might have for them. And so Praise God, they're, they're here and they're serving in our, in our Spanish ministry and, and they're doing an awesome job. And, and it, it feels good. Amen. It feels good to know that you are exactly where God wants you. It feels good. You don't have to worry about, oh, I don't, I, I'm running away from God. No, it feels good when you say yes to God and you are operating in his will. There is no higher calling than the one that God has given to you. And it feels good when you're there. And one of my desires as a pastor, and this has really just kind of been growing on me over the past several months, my desire is to see more and more people in our church live out their callings. Because man, God, man, church, God, man, God has been speaking, man. God has been speaking. And this season, uh, he's been revealing things. I'm so excited to share what, what, what some of the plans are uh, in the vision with you guys. And we're going to do that in the next uh, coming months. I, I shared it with pastors uh, Brandon Damaris and Danny Marisa and uh, uh, I, I see, j- just in short, I see Numa Church becoming a ministry that deploys men and women of God out into the world. I see, I see pastors being produced in here to plant other churches. I see missionaries coming forth from here to all the ends of the earth. And see, the thing is, it's not just going to be Houston. We're going, we're going to the nations. And I'm excited for that. And you should be excited to be a part of it because you're here. And man, God has got something for you. I believe that with all my heart. And I want to see people live and their God-given calling. But in order to do that, we have to say yes to the call of God. And I see that. 
I see it happening little by little. I, I, I see, you know, Brother Steph, uh, uh, brother, brother Steph, uh, <laughs> Sister Steph, sorry, I know she's probably watching, Stephan Jr., whose heart is for uh, the, the marriages, and, and I, I know that that is, their, that is their gifting, that is their calling. I see Sister Andrea, man, with, with her heart and her love for, for the women, and I, I see that in so many different areas here at our church. I see it, and I love it. And so that's the first step is saying yes to the calling of God. And I remember years ago, man, we, we didn't have much help. We didn't have much help. And I've, I've, I've spoken this before, you know, there was, a, there was a time, you know, before I was a pastor, I was a youth pastor. And, and I, would, I would do worship by myself. And then I'd come and I would pick up the offering from the keyboard. And then I'd come and I'd preach and then I'd do altar call. <laughs> But now, man, we have, so, we have so much help. Praise God for it. Praise God for it. Pastors Brandon and Damaris, they're, uh, they're, they're, they're taking care of our new believers class. And so I'm, I'm here Fridays. I stay till maybe 5, 530. Uh, and I texted him the other day. Pastor Brown was like, hey, do y'all need anything from me for the new believers class? He replied, nope. And I was like, bro, come on, bro. I'm not needed or what? <laughs> but that's, the, that's where we want to get to, where, where, where our ministry, we have so many workers Doing what they're called to do. But if we're not careful, church, we can become like Jonah. We can become like Jonah. See, Jonah, I want you to, I want you to see something. Jonah was already living out his purpose. When we open up the book of Jonah, chapter 1, verse 1, he had already been living out his purpose. We often hear preachers use Jonah as an example of someone who was running away from his calling. He wasn't running away from his calling. He was running away from his assignment. He was already operating in the calling. He was a preacher. He had been used before. He was a servant of God. He wasn't running away from his calling. He was running away from his task. And I think that that's far worse than someone running away from their calling. Because when you're running away from your calling, you haven't, at least you haven't already said yes to God. You're saying no to God. But when you run away from your task within your calling, you already told God yes. And now you're going to tell him no? So there's something about Jonah man, that I, I really respect this about him. I really respect, Jonah knew that he couldn't run away from his assignment and still operate in his calling. Did you get that? He knew. He knew that, that I, can't, I can't keep going in my calling. I can't keep being used by God in the capacity that he wants to use me if I say no to the assignment that he has for me right now. And so this is why he leaves. He flees to, to the city of Tarshish. Tarshish uh, was all the way on the other side of the, near, uh, the ancient Near Eastern world. Um, the, the, the book of Isaiah says that this is a place where this, the, the spirit of God, the glory of God had not yet been seen. So I'm, if I'm Jonah, I'm thinking I'm going to go to a place where God is not yet working because if he's not working there, well, then I don't have to work for God. So I'm, I'm fleeing. The, the Bible says he didn't just flee from his task. He was fleeing from the presence of God. He was fleeing from the Lord. And I respect that. You might say, Pastor, why do you respect that? I don't agree with what he did, but I, I respect his reverence for the calling of the Lord. See, Jonah knew that he was a preacher. He was called to preach. That's how he devoted himself to God. It was through his prophetic ministry. 
And, and as a preacher, he knows what it is to preach. And if you've preached the message before, you know what that entails. Pastor Danny, you know what, that, you know what it is. You know what preaching is. Sometimes preaching comes with preaching an unpopular message to people who may or may not respond to that message. That's the job. And Jonah knows that, but now Jonah gets tasked to preach a message of repentance to a group of people he does not like. And he's like, man, if I preach a message of repentance, God is going to use me in that moment. I know it is because I've got this anointing over my life. And these people that I despise are going to get saved and I don't want them to get saved. So I'm just going to, I'm going to run away. And so the reason that I respect Jonah's decision to, to run away is because he acknowledges that if he is not up for the task, he is unworthy of the calling. If you are not up for the task, the assignment that God has for you in this moment, you are unworthy of the calling as a whole. And too many ministers, man, I think that, that they've done the opposite. Too many preachers have said, God, I ain't preaching that message. I, no, give me something else. Give me a message of grace, not repentance. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not preaching to, to that church. They never give me feedback. They never say amen. They're always looking at me like they're asleep. And they send me away with, a, with nothing. I ain't, I ain't doing that. And then we wonder why God doesn't take us to new levels and our calling. And God, why haven't I grown? Why am I still stuck? Why am I at the same place all these years? Maybe it's because you've said yes to your calling, but you have rejected the many assignments that God has made available to you. And you said, God, why aren't you, why aren't you excelling me? Why aren't you elevating me? You haven't said yes to anything. You just said that, you said yes that one time, but every time I give you an opportunity to be used, you shy away. Did you really say yes in the first place? I had lunch one time with Marcos Witt. I, I just, I just name drop like hardcore, no shame. <laughs> name drop. Now, if you're not familiar with like, um, you know, Hispanic, you know, worship music, you might be like, who's Marcus Witt? Uh, <laughs> he is, he's a white guy, by the way. Um, but Marcus Witt, he's, man, he's this, someone that I've always, you know, admired and loved. I grew up on his music, you know, I love, I love his, his worship music. And, and so I, I released an album in, in 2008, John Ryan came to, album was Risa World Through Music. Uh, you can listen to it, you stream it on, on Spotify. I, I, <laughs> Every now and then, iTunes sends me a, like, a, like a check for like six cents, you know. <laughs> I'm like, all right, someone's still getting the, their JRC on. <laughs> um, but I, 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 I wanted to have lunch with him to kind of pick his brain. You know, I was this young, aspiring artist. I, I wanted to know what I needed to do to, to, to get to the next level in my ministry. And so uh, he had... He had reached out before and, you know, he was very encouraging when he, when he heard the album, he was like, Hey, I like this song. I like this song, you know, good, good job. And I was like, wow, praise, you know, praise God. He noticed me. And then a couple years later, um, I, I, I was, we were in a band, the JRC band, and I really wanted to take the ministry, you know, to the next level. So I reached out to him. I remembered that he had reached out to me one time. So I just, I reached out and I said, Hey, um, you know, can I, can I pick your brain? Can we have lunch? And so he said, sure. And so we went to lunch at his country club, it was nice, and I asked for any, any advice that he could give me, and he gave me a lot of good little nuggets, but he gave me one piece of advice that I'm going to take with me 
to the day I die. He said, don't say no to the small churches with the terrible sound who are going to take about five to six hours of your time because they're not organized and are going to send you away with like a $10 offering. You want to know what it takes? He says, don't say no to the small assignments. And I was in a band at this time. And bands are high maintenance. Joel was in the band. You know what I'm talking about, right, Joel? <laughs> it, was the, it, was, it was the other guys. It was the other guys. But I, 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 remember, I could relate to it because, you know, bands, you know, there, there's so much that we want to make sure is in order. Like, do you have a good sound system? Do we, do we get in-ear monitors, right? Do we, uh, do, we have to, do we have to provide our own instruments and all that? Because bands just like to show up and, and everything's there set for them, right? That's just the way we are. Um, but, but, but I, I remember relating to that and it, that, that kind of hurt so much. And, and he said, man, when I was starting out, I would, I would play on the most rinky dink keyboards, man. And, and one time I played on this, this keyboard where half of it didn't even work. And it was like, it sounded like this little toy. And I, I was so frustrated, but I never said no to an assignment because I said yes to my calling. Amen. And today I'm called to pastor. And so as far as I've, so far I've pastored some of the most supportive, loving, you know, beautiful people that I've ever met. What happens when God starts to send us the difficult ones? And the ones who challenge every word, everything that I do, they don't, they, they, they want to divide the vision. What happens when those people come our way? I'm thinking, you know, I think about, uh, Renee and Bami, there are, there are youth pastors and they're doing a great job. They've got some amazing young people in their ministry right now. What happens when the disrespectful kids come your way, Renee? Sacalos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a chancla, right? Yeah. Because they're going to come. They're going to come. And they're, they're going to they're gonna get up there and, and, and some of them are going to have the, the worst mouths and they're going to, they're going to, you're going to be like, man, you're corrupting our, our children, and, and they're all going to be about show, and they just want all, the, they want all the attention, and they're going to be disrespectful. We have to be ready, though. We have to be ready for the tasks that come within the calling, or else we should just say no to the calling to begin with. So Jonah said, you know what, because I'm rejecting this assignment, there wouldn't be another assignment that I could take in good conscience, and I respect that. And so... Jonah flees from the presence of God. He leaves. I'm, I'm done preaching. And continuing with verse 4, it says, Then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea, and such a violent storm arose on that ship, it, it threatened to break it up. All the sailors were afraid, and each cried out to his own God. And then they threw the cargo into the sea to line up the ship. But Jonah had gone below deck where he lay down and fell into a deep sleep. And the captain went to him and said, how can you sleep, get up and call on your God? Maybe he will take notice of us so that we will not perish. I find it ironic that, that Jonah, who is this man of God, the prophet of God, is being reminded to call upon his God by a heathen. Sometimes it's God, God will use whoever he needs to, to remind us to get back on track. And so the story continues. Um, it, it shows God. He causes this, this violent wind to come uh, upon the sailors and the ship where Jonah was. That's the danger 
that we face when we reject the calling after having already said yes. This is the danger that we face. I know that, you know, I know that we often say, you know, God is a gentleman. Have you heard that before? I think that's more true for, for those who have never tasted his love, his grace, his mercy, his goodness. God is patient with those people. God says, when you are ready, I am here to offer salvation. I love you. He is a gentleman to those people. But to people like me, to people like some of you who've already experienced God, who've already said yes to God, he's got higher standards. He ain't going to be that patient with you. For people like me, I, I, I know for a fact, if I tried running away from God completely, he would be much less like a, like a gentleman and much more like a, like a, like a crazy ex, right? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Pastor Danny shared, shared his testimony before. Um, he shared how, how he had turned away from God. And he had turned away, at one period of his life, he turned away from, from the church. He didn't want anything to do with the church. And I saw this firsthand because I was, I was still his friend. You know, I, I would, we would still hang out. We would have lunch. And, and he would open up and we would, we would talk about where he's at in his spirit. And, and from afar, I could, I could see, in a very spiritual sense, just like Jonah, I could see that boat swaying back and forth in your life. In the middle of, of the chaos, in the middle of the storm. I know that the Spirit of God would not leave you alone. And he would say it. It was like he tormented you, man. There was times where you would, you would be here at church and you would go in the back and you're like, I don't, I don't want this, right? And then you'd go out and I, I, I felt that, that spiritual dissonance that, that, that came over Danny. I saw this firsthand with my parents when, 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 they, when they left, when we, we, we fled to to Colorado, right? We, we, we ran away from, from ministry and I saw it as a, as a young kid. I saw the, the, the spiritual struggles that they faced. God was doing something. God was rocking the boat. And this is what the Bible says, man. Jesus, Jesus says uh, that he leaves the 99 in pursuit of the one. Imagine if you're the 99, right? Well, come on, Jesus. Like, you know, you got, <laughs> you, you ain't, you ain't got 99 problems here. You just got one problem, right? Come on, just, just stay here. Just, why, why are you going over there? What's wrong with us, you know? The, see, the, the gentleman, the gentleman would see that one, and he would open the door. And he'd say, hey, I hate to see you go. I want you to know that we're here. We love you. Whenever you're ready to come back, you can come back. Go ahead. Jesus didn't do that. He went after he pursues you because he's already seen your value. He knows your worth. He's seen your gifting. He's seen your anointing. He's called you. And so he's going to go after you like a crazy ex. It's not always going to be pretty. And it wasn't pretty here. God goes after Jonah. He's shaking him up. He's rocking the boat. And it's affecting the people around him. That's, that's another thing that happens. When, when you're saying no to God, it's going to affect the people in your circle. It's going to affect the people around you. Because there is a God so big and he's trying to get your attention. And it's going to affect the other people. And so Jonah says, look guys, throw me out. You shouldn't have to die on account of my disobedience. And we know the story from here. He's thrown overboard and he's swallowed by a, by a giant fish. And in that moment, He's in the belly of a fish for, 
for three days and he's, he has time to reflect and he's in prayer and he repents of his disobedience. God causes the, the fish to spit him out and then he goes out to Nineveh to complete his task. See, sometimes when you're running away from your task, God is going to send you a fish. And that fish is going to be stronger than you are. And it's going to overpower you. It's going to swallow you. It's going to overwhelm you. And you're going to feel helpless. You're going to feel powerless. Because you'll know that it didn't have to be this way. And you might even convince yourself that, man, this is, this is the devil. This is the devil sending me hate. And you're saying, God, save me from this moment. Save me from this moment. And God is saying, repent from this moment. Repent and do what I asked you to do. This wasn't the, the fish uh, wasn't sent by the devil. It was sent by God. The devil wasn't trying to take out the prophet of God. As far as he's concerned, Jonah took out himself. He's done with Jonah. God did it. God sent the torment in that moment. God sent the, that, that dark insides of this fish to swallow up Jonah because he was trying to shake him up. He was trying to shake up the man that he called but ran away. I know you want him to be a gentleman, but if, if you already said yes to God, crazy ex. Sometimes God is going to send you a fish. And you know what, it, it, it sometimes is going to come in different shapes and sizes, different forms. For some people, it might be physical. It was physical for Jonah. It was physical. It was something that he could feel. It was physical for Moses when, when Moses was operating in his calling, but then in the moment of, of anger, he disobeyed God, and God says, fine, you know what? You are not going to inherit the place that I promised you. You're not going to experience it. They will go, but not you. It was a physical thing, and he had to live with that. For other people, your fish, it might be emotional. It might come in the form of guilt and chaos where you're not at peace anymore because you've rejected God. And so you're starting to feel shame for it. The fish might be spiritual where you just feel distance from God. Have you ever felt that before? I felt it before. I'm preaching, I'm preaching what I've lived before. Where I've, I've said no to God and I just, that, that, that no just kind of created distance from me and God. And now you feel off. And, and you feel like you have no right to go to God and say, God, anoint me to preach to the multitudes when you rejected preaching to the few. And so you're going to feel off. And some of us here this morning, we might be sitting in that belly of the fish. And you have to choose. You have to choose the fish or the calling. The fish or the assignment. You might not like both. Neither was comfortable for Jonah. He didn't, he didn't want to be in the fish, but he also didn't want to complete his task. But here's the painful truth to operating in the calling of God. You ready? I, I, I want you to get this. When we say yes to the calling of God, he doesn't stop to consider your feelings when he assigns you the next task. When we say yes to God, he doesn't stop to consider, how is this going to make him feel? So I'm, I'm a pastor, right? I'll often sit down with, with leaders and pastors, and, and I want to get their feedback. I want to know how they feel about something. 
I shared something uh, with, with someone uh, the other day. Um, I sent them a, pa- a podcast and I said, hey, I would love to do something like this at our church. And I thought about you. Holy Spirit put, put, put you on my mind and, and you, you, tell, you pray about it. You tell me how you feel about it, right? I, I don't want to impress something on someone's life when, when they don't feel good about it. But God doesn't really care. <laughs> if God told you to do something... You do it. He's not asking you how you feel. He's just going to say, do it. I'm going to have the worship team come up. So earlier I said, I said that I believe that we're in this generation where we just have so many Jonas. So many, and that's, that's a, that's half good because it means we have people who've said yes to the calling of God but on the other end of that we've seen the story of Jonah where sometimes that calling doesn't take you all the way sometimes there is a threshold and once that threshold is crossed once that line is crossed you say no to God for so many people man it's just it's all about the calling man it's all about the calling we're we're so proud When we say yes, and I'm proud when you say yes to the calling of God. When you finally take that leap of faith and you say, God, I am ready. Here I am. Send me. I am ready to be used. But we don't always give God full control of where he wants to take us in that calling. We don't give him full control of of who we are to speak to in that calling. Look, guys, look. God is, like I said, man, I'm excited about some things, man. And God has, has really been kind of showing me over the past couple years something that's really marinated in my spirit um, and in, in, in the vision for this church. Okay, I want you to get this. If you're a member of the house, if you're working in the house, I want you to understand we are not always going to be called to reach normal people. We are not always going to be called to reach normal people. We're not always going to be called to preach to normal people. You're like, what does that mean this morning? There's going to be people who walk in our doors with things that we don't even know how to handle. We're not going to know. We've never dealt with it before. I've never dealt with this kind of person before. I've never dealt with this type of issue before. I've never prayed for this type of demon before. And it's going to be scary. But we can't say no to those things because God called us to those things. As a church, as a church, we are not going to, we are not going to refuse the ugly. We're not going to refuse the abnormal and welcome only those that will benefit us. Those that can contribute well to the offerings, those who are talented, those who have have something to offer, something to give to, to this ministry. No, we're called for everyone. We are called to the multitudes. And you have to understand that this morning if you are gonna be used in the calling of God. Sometimes we're gonna We're going to be up here. We're going to be praying. Sometimes we're going to be speaking to people. and It's going to make us feel uncomfortable. Sometimes you're going to have someone in your ministry, Andrea. And you're not going to know how to handle this person who is coming to you. 
Pastor Brandon, sometimes some men are going to come to you and they're going to say, can I talk to you about something? And it's just going to blow your mind. And, and sometimes we're not going to know what to do. But this is what God is saying this morning. I highlighted this in, in red. I want you to get this. Did I call you to your convenience or to my service? Did I call you to what you want me to do for you? Or did I call you to my service, to serve in my kingdom, no matter how it looks? So I want to end this morning with a challenge. Okay, and this isn't from me. This is, this is from God. I'm going to ask that you stand this morning. And I want, I, I'm going to ask for just the utmost, utmost of, of seriousness right here in this moment, okay? Because I'm going to ask you a question. And I don't want you to say yes unless you really really, really mean it, okay? I'm talking to everybody. I'm talking to leaders. I'm talking to pastors. Pastors, I don't want you to raise your hand if you're not, if you're not absolutely serious about this. I don't, I don't want you to feel like, oh, I have to raise my hand because I'm a pastor. No, this is, this is covenantal right now. Don't take this lightly. If this morning, see, because God is looking for people who will go beyond the calling and into every and any task that he assigns to them. He's looking for those who will minister to the enemies. He's looking for a church who will welcome the unwelcoming. And if you are willing to be used in that capacity this morning, every, every eye closed this morning, every head bowed, if that's you, I want you to tell God right now. I want, you, I want your hands to just shoot up and say, Lord, I'm for real. Use me. Use me however you want me to be used. Use me. You have to understand what that word use means. It's a derogatory term sometimes. It means that, that we have no, no control of our use. We are in the hands of the potter. We are in the hands of the, of, of the worker. We have no say, but when we say, God, I want to be used, he's going to pick you up and he's going to take you uncomfortable and if you're a nail there's going to be a hammer that hits your head and it's not going to feel pleasant but it's going to serve a mighty purpose and my God I believe that you have more for Numa Church in this season right now in our, in, our, in, our, in our culture right now my God in this time right now I believe that there are people Father God who are, are being stirred up Father God for the ministry people that are ready to say yes to the calling but I want them to understand you want them to understand when they say yes to the calling they are saying yes without reservation if that's you this morning where, where's my, my prayer team this morning prayer team this morning we're gonna pray we're gonna pray we're gonna pray if that's you this morning I want you to step forward I want you to step forward come on without shame without shame I want you to come forward and I want you to say, God, use me however you want me to be used. I am yours. 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 I don't belong to myself when I say, you know, when I say yes to you. I don't belong to myself when I've been cleansed by the blood of Jesus. I have been spoken for. It means I am ready to be used, my God. Send me ugly. Send me to the enemies. Send me to the uncomfortable, my God, right now. But equip me, equip me, Holy Spirit, to handle that which
which I do not know, that which makes me uncomfortable. Do it now. Come on, church. Come on, church. Lift up your voice right now. Lift up your voice right now. As the worship Thanks for listening. If you'd like some more information on Numa Church, visit us on our website at mynumachurch.org. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe or share it with your friends on social media and tag us at mynumachurch. Thanks again and God bless.